Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us as we actually have football to talk about. The Titans opened the preseason with a 23-3 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Denard and I are going to break that down today. Also get into what to expect with the Titans and their upcoming joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then that matchup on Saturday for preseason contest number two. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to talk about BetOnline, proud sponsor of Believe in Titans. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Dia, I was like thinking, how is the preseason going to go from a betting perspective as far as just trying to find trends? And so far, we have had 17 games, and the under has hit 14 times. So the under 14-3 and three through 17 games so far, if you put down $100 on that, you'd be up over 1000 right now. But hey... That's, that's where it's at. The defense has been ahead of the offense. But if you want to get in on the action, head to bet online. All the preseason games, and they're going to have a lot more for you once we get into regular season NFL colleges here. But hey, visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to bet online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now I'll ask it. Do you believe? D, how are you doing, sir? You got a game of Titans football to watch. You had a, a long, nice weekend. How are you doing today, my friend? D, I'm doing great, man. I can't complain. It's beautiful. Of course, we got some storms down here, so it's cooling. Got some cool weather, and we've needed that. Unfortunately, you know, some parts of the country, you know, it's been hit hard from these, the storms. And so I hope that those people that are living on those coastline, I hope they're doing well. And, and I hope that they, they find safety. And that's the main thing at this, you know, this time of year, because the weather is so unpredictable. So, and just wishing and hoping everyone who's been affected by these storms, a speedy recovery. Just full disclosure, we're recording on a Tuesday. And I mean, all day today, uh, I believe it's Fred. Fred is it, it's hit up here, obviously. I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee, so it's nothing like being along the coastlines, but it's just been pelting rain all day. And so I can only imagine what it's been like closer to those coastlines, as you mentioned. But, D, before we start talking about some Titans football, I don't know if you are aware of this, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. And I was reading this press release about how he started talking about how he started taking a pH-balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization all the way back in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. And I couldn't agree more with you, Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. And the cool thing is we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. 
That product retails at $13.99, so I'd definitely say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout to get in on the promotion. <laughs> I know I will, and if it can work for Lamar, it can work for you too. Balance 7, definitely give it a shot. Speaking of taking the shot, D, the Titans were able to come out and give it their best shot against the Falcons. And again, I know it's preseason, but just being able to watch the team get out there, had some expectations of what I at least wanted to see from a preseason game. I thought things went well. Before I kind of dive into some of my thoughts, I wanted to pick your brain, see what you had to think about it. What was something that really stood out to you about the Titans' 23-3 win over the Falcons? Well, first of all, congratulations on a win, 23-3. Anytime you win a game in the preseason or the regular season, it's huge. I know a lot of people talk about preseason doesn't matter. It matters, D, because you want to develop the mindset to win. That's the ultimate goal. That's why we play the game, to win. And to watch the young guys as I alluded to in our last podcast, one of the things Coach Vrabel and any coach at that, what they want to see from their players is they want them to play fast. And I thought the Titans looked 10 times faster than the Falcons when they were on that field in Atlanta. And I love to watch the most important position on the field, and that's the back of quarterback, Logan Woodside. He's a beast, D. He looks good. You're talking about from year one to now, 2021, an undrafted free agent out of Toledo. He looked awesome. I'm telling you, when they talked about in camp, how he was able to take, he's been taking command of that offense. Uh, look at how he ran that huddle the other night. It was absolutely great to see the accuracy, the confidence. You can see the swag. You saw the throw to Cam Batson in the end zone. What a beautiful fade pass. The defenders all draped over Cam. And he threw the ball where only Cam can catch it. And that's what you want to see from your quarterback. So I was really excited to see how well he played along with Tierra Tart. The big man showed out a little bit. Now, he wasn't in the game for a long time, but he showed why, you know, he's been the talk of the town in Nashville. I mean, he played great. I love the fact that in the first quarter, he was able to sniff out a screen. That's something that's hard for a lot of young players to do. They have problems with movement. And TR read it great and stopped the screen forever happening. And then he, AJ, he made AJ life horrible, miserable all night. <laughs> the fact that they just was able to collapse that pocket. So to see that from your defensive line and an undrafted free agent that we're expecting big things out of, if that's a sign of things to come, Davey, we're going to be doing a lot of smiling come football season. Denard, you started off with the backup quarterback situation. The Titans, I mean, it, you alluded to it. That was something I was really curious to watch going in. The offensive line, I thought, was suspect at times. They didn't play any of their starters, so you were kind of having a makeshift, makeshift offensive line. And as we know, whenever it comes to that position unit, it's one of those things to where chemistry plays a big role. And you could tell that the Titans, based off who they had plugged in there, trying to get some of those backup guys some reps, it was sketchy at times. But Logan Woodside managed to, in one half of football, he played the first half, go 10 of 15, 84 yards, had that one touchdown, as you mentioned, to Cameron Batson, Great pass. Woodside did take three sacks. And then in the second half, Matt Barkley came in, was 5 of 8 for 54 yards, had one touchdown. That pass was to the rookie out of Alabama, tight end Miller Forstall. And, you know, that was a great touch pass. 
And so it was one of those things where I was actually kind of surprised to see Barkley come in and pick up the offense as quickly as he did because, as we talked about, they cut Deshaun Kaiser, they brought him in. I still believe it's Logan Woodside's job to lose, but Barkley at least put some stuff on tape to where he's he's battling for it. Like, you could tell, he like he wants this position. So I'm of the mindset that Woodside will ultimately prevail, but Barkley giving him a run for his money. And with two preseason games left, it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on to see how they are going to balance those reps, who's going to get what. Because with Barkley playing in the second half, he was also getting with the players farther on the back end of that roster. Uh, as it does, as it relates to what the current roster stands at, today the Titans had to get down to 85. And they were 88. They made one cut and had two guys go on injured reserve to get down to that 85 number. Again, that's part of the NFL's roster rules, different than as we've seen in the past just because we're going with three preseason games. So next week on August 24th, the teams will have to trim from 85 to 80. And then the final cuts to get to 53 will take place on August 31st. So their last day of August, that's when we'll find out who will be making the 53-man roster. D, you also talked about the defensive line. It was one of those things to where, I mentioned, we didn't see many starters on the really any starters on the offensive side of the ball. The defense did play a few guys that are going to start, uh, especially the linebacking core. Um, Guys that have been injured, obviously we didn't see them out there, but it's one of those things to where the defense, based off where they left things last year, needed to get some more reps, needed to get some playing time, and I know they're going up against the backups for the Falcons, but I I hope that it's at least a start to get them some confidence. I'm not going to say we're going to come out here and light it up, but from what I did see, it looked as though the communication from the coaches to the players was at least conveyed in a better light than what we probably saw multiple times last year. And just the defensive line getting some push early and often. My standout player, this is not an uncommon pick. I mean, I'm sure you've been hearing about it, but the rookie, Rashad Weaver, he was in the backfield constantly. As soon as the ball was snapped, he got his guy and pushed him two or three feet back off the line. And it was a good sign to see. He's already 99 for the Titans this year, already has more sacks than 99 for the Titans last year. <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> there, there you go with that. The other thing, D, that I was really wanting to watch was the kicking game. And oh, no. How, you, you, went, you read yeah, my mind, D. I, I wanted to see how the Titans would look there. And I, I'm going to tell you, I don't think I've ever been more upset in a preseason matchup than I was this past Friday. And it wasn't anything the Titans did. It was a penalty, but kicker Tucker McCann did take a shot. It was a roughing the kicker penalty, hurt his leg. He still is not practicing right now, but before that kick, I mean, Titans were were looking good. I was thinking, all right, this guy, he was kind of banged up last year. He's healthy from everything I've seen, what I've been hearing in practice. He's looking like he's the guy to be the Titans kicker going into week one. Now, obviously, When it comes to that kicking battle, they can always wait. Somebody might get cut last minute, go out and get a guy that's been a revolving door for us. But I was happy with what I'd seen from Tucker, and then he takes that shot. Yeah. so That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, As it relates to what the Titans kickers did, it was – I got it pulled up right here. We were – Tucker was 2 of 2 with the long of 42, and Sam Finken – was one of one, but made both of his extra points, and yeah, his long was 44. So, again, 100% for the kicking game. You're probably going to see a lot of Sam this week, seeing as I don't think Tucker's going to be playing based off of him taking that shot to the leg, and it was his kicking leg of all things. And then Vrabel just being Vrabel, 
Uh, I know a lot of people probably changed the channel at this point, but they did do like a halftime interview with Mike and his one complaint just so happened to be, he's like, I need Brett to punt it better where it's like, uh, it's a preseason game and you're yeah. taking a shot at your, your best player whenever you're doing it comparative to the rest of the league at their respective positions. I mean, Kern, all pro guy been doing well. He had maybe one punt that wasn't ideal, but then come out here and, Take a take a shot like that, Brable. I I think that's just something behind the scenes. He's just kind of giving them a little rib or something here or there. But but all in all, I thought it was really good to see Titans back out there. They did play well. I've talked about a lot of positives. One of the negatives I did want to bring up, DLC. If you have any negatives, is is there anything you would like to add before I I I'm not going to go off, but I am going to bring up a concern. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, it's preseason, so you know, guys are still working through. Um, training camp because they're still going to a day. So sometimes guys are a little tired and they're still picking up the playbook. But I will say this, Chester Rogers, he showed out. And I want to, and D, I got something to say to you. What's up? We've been talking about Caleb Farley, Dylan Ratnews, Rashad Capone, Weaver, Racy McMath, Brady Breeze. But we haven't talked about Makai Sargent. D, what is going on with this Makai undrafted free agent out of Iowa? Well, he ran hard. This guy looked good. He looked good. I'm going to tell you something. We haven't said anything about him. I'm disappointed in both of us because he showed out, D. He might be my MVP of the game. That's that's not fair, D, because I will say that last week before the game kicked off, when we were talking about it, I say expect Makai Sargent to get a lot of carries. I know we've been talking about the running back room. But I wanted to get on that because one of the guys that I, I, I think I'm going to have to label him this if he's if he's out for any extended time. But Darrington Evans, man, on his fourth yeah. carry, takes that knee injury, no contact. I thought he pulled a hamstring when I first watched it the way he pulled up. But they're they're listing it as a knee. He's day to day. We'll see what the extent of that is. But I mean, that was his biggest problem last year is he couldn't stay healthy. But I mean, when you saw him with the ball, like it looks good. I, I was like happy with what I had seen from him whenever he was out there. And I mean, they gave him, he had a kick return, nice return. one, yeah, one for return. 20 yards. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned Chester Rogers just a minute ago. That was another thing is we're talking special teams and how yes. valuable this could be. But Chester had two returns for 71 yards, that one fifty-seven yarder. And you talk about, man, that back half of that roster, can these guys play special teams and, Cam Batson also looked pretty good in that role as well. And then as he had that touchdown pass, I mean, he's he's well in line to make that spot. But just talking about the receivers, I'm the word right now on the two wide receivers that the Titans had drafted in Des Fitzpatrick, fourth-round pick out of Louisville, and Racy McMath, sixth-round pick out of LSU, they're struggling right now. And I I don't know what the deal is exactly as far as if it's I mean, I would say it's it's something mental, not physical, but they're they're struggling to get going. I want to say that Racy ran more routes than anybody, but was only targeted twice, did not record a stat, and it's like, the playbook. Yeah, it's the play. It takes time. You know, the one thing about training camp for some guys, it may take it might take a year. Some guys, it might take two months. It's just a part of the game. The offensive playbook. There's like a thousand pages that's in that playbook. When that offensive coordinator Todd Downing gives those guys that playbook, it's like Davey, it's like AP chemistry with a little bit of calculus. You know, it's all of these routes, all of this terminology. 
And you're not going to pick that up in a matter of two weeks or so. It's going to take some time. And it's mental. It's a, And sometimes what happens to a lot of rookies is they hit a mental block. I hit a mental block my rookie year. And you got to work through that. We talked about that. They have to work through uh, this process. They have to embrace it, the good with the bad. Unfortunately, right now, that's what happens. We talked about Dylan Red News. Word in camp is that he was struggling. We saw that with the offensive line because they were not able to protect uh, in the passing game. Running game was they were good. You expect that. But when you're talking about what Titans like to do in play action, we saw them give up three sacks in the first half. And that's unacceptable for an offensive line. And they almost got Logan. He almost got decapitated. He took a shot. I didn't think he was going to get back up. So that's going to happen. But you know what you have to do? That's why you practice. You know, remember Alan Iverson said, practice. Come on, practice. You have to practice. And once you continue to practice and learn, then you can go out and play fast. But until then, you're going to see these kind of mistakes, D. Yeah, the, the wide receiver battle is one of those that I think we're going to be debating up till the last minute once we finally get those cuts. You look at the room, I mean, six guys. I can't see them taking more than that. It's, it's possible, but we know Julio... AJ, Josh Reynolds, they're for sure going to make it. I mean, right now I would probably slide Cam Batson into that list. Chester Rogers is looking yeah. good. But then, yeah, I mean, Akine. yeah, it, but whenever you look at Desmond Patrick, I don't think they're at this point they're willing to cut a fourth-round pick. But, I mean, if he's not showing something, they they got to they gotta do what's best for the team. And if they think that the potential's there, then they'll keep him. But it's definitely something that – John Robinson and this coaching staff are going to have their hands full whenever they're having to trim down that room. And another guy we've, we've not even mentioned, but the leading receiver for the Titans, a guy, an undrafted free agent, Mason Kinsey out of yeah. Barry in Georgia. Four receptions, 51 yards, and those weren't exactly all easy catches. I mean, he oh, definitely no. went up and made some plays. So to see that guy come out there, and it was nice because, I mean, he was one of the – they had Charles Davis talking about he had a bunch of his teammates from his college days come in to watch him play – so having the guys come down, be able to check him out and get to make some – he moved the sticks a couple of times, if memory yes. serves. I know for at least yes. one. I want to say it was two. Fourth and six. Yeah, that fourth and six was 621 when uh, the Falcons sent that blitz and he did a – he ran a crossing route and was able to get open there. It was a big catch because that was able to sustain the drive. And, again, that's what you need. And that's the way receivers played all night for us. I thought that was really – they deserve an A. If you coach Rob Moore, my former teammate, I'm pretty sure he's pretty proud, or at least he likes the direction of the, where these young receivers are going because they look good. They absolutely look good Friday night. So we didn't get to see many of the starters. Will that change going into week two? I think it's time we can go ahead and start to transition into watching or talking about the Tampa Bay game. Uh, Bruce Arians has already came out and said he does not expect his starters to play against the Titans on Saturday. Now, he did play some of his starters in their first preseason game. And as we mentioned, this new format for the three preseason games, it's different for everyone. So coaching staffs are going to approach it all from a different standpoint. And, you know, I, I think with the Titans not playing any of their guys on offense in the first game, I would expect to see some here for game two. But, I mean, they gave Tom Brady a drive, and it was to where I think he had – I'm going to pull up the stats. He was one of two. He only had two attempts in – uh, for not, yeah, one one completion for nine yards is all he had. He did take a sack, and I guess they said, "All right, yeah, he's, he's out, he's out." Yeah. So, you also have to put into perspective is that these two teams are practicing each other uh, for two days. So before the preseason game, 
coming up, they're going to have a joint practice. So with the joint practice is where your starters are going to get most of the work. That's the time where, you know, coaches like to get in. They're not going to be tackling, but that's where you're going to see a lot of the, the matchups. We want to see the Caleb Farley, you know, go against God, good Chris Goodwin. We want to see that. We want to see Mike Evans. We want to see how they go against that Tampa receiving core. We want to see how the defensive line matches up against Tampa's offensive line and vice versa. We want to see Tierra go against that offensive line for Tampa Bay. That's pretty good. You want to see guys like Indomica, Sue, Vita Bay, those guys go against our starters. And that's, that's why you have those joint practices is get the starters, those reps, so they don't have to go into the game and get them. And so I'm not anticipating our starters, Ryan or Derek playing, um, in this preseason game because all of the work is going to come from the joint practices. So that's that's the way you have to look at it. And, you know, Bruce Arians probably say, listen, I want to give my starters maybe a series or two just to work out the timing because the next preseason game, that's for the young guys to to kind of get in and uh, and try to make this team. Yeah, the, the other storyline there, D, uh, talking about the starters and whether or not they're going to be playing is Julio Jones. As of right now, Julio's not practiced since August the 2nd. Is that leading you to, to some concern about his injury, the fact that he's not even been practicing at all since the 2nd? I mean, we're two weeks removed from whenever he sustained that injury. Again, I know no, it's preseason, but... And it's just precaution. That's what sometimes veterans will do. If they get a tweak, a lot of times the coaches will tell a veteran, listen, I don't want you out here until you feel 100%. I don't care if you're 80%. And it's just precaution. One of the things I'm not going to do, it's not something serious. If it was serious, believe me, they will let uh, the media know, you know, listen, there's something a lot more happening, but it's just a tweak. And sometimes when I've tweaked my hamstring and basically was out of camp for two weeks, but I was ready for the first game of the season. So it's just teams being prevented. They don't want, they want him come September the 12th. We don't really need a, a guy, who, a player who's been in the league for 11 years. He knows how to take care of his body. He knows how to listen to his body and he knows how to get his body right. So the Julio situation is not, let's diffuse that because he's just getting himself ready for Arizona. Media were asking Coach Rabel about it and Coach Rabel just said he's not comfortable as it relates to making a decision on whether or not he's going to be practicing with the joint practices with the Bucks. He said, that was, quote, we'll see how he feels when we get to Tampa. Yeah, just obviously not giving a whole lot there, but as you mentioned, D, it's one of those things. You're talking about a guy who understands how this league works, who's played at an elite level in the league as of his entire career, really. I mean, he's he's been a force to reckon with since the day he stepped on the field. And now we'll see what happens when we get out there. But even if he doesn't, I think that's a great opportunity for this coaching staff to evaluate the other players at that position that we're trying to get to determine whether or not they should be on the back half of this roster. So uh, got to find the positive outlook there. But, yeah, I'm with you. I haven't heard anything super serious as it relates to his injury, and I'm with you. I don't know if we'll see him in the preseason at all, but I expect to watch him uh, come September the 12th whenever we kick off the season. Are there any other storylines that you're really following going into the Titans versus Bucks game? No, because it's preseason. Yeah, the joint practices because – it's really a lot of teams are doing this. We saw Denver and Minnesota. They just finished up their joint practice. And I, you know, for nine years, probably twice. I know we practiced, practiced against the Texans and we actually practiced against the Rams one year. And I know when you are a starter, that's really where you get your work in and come preseason game. 
the coaches just let your, your backups and the guys that are trying to make this team, that's their time to shine. But no, it's just going to be a, I wish we were there to be able to kind of see what's going on between the two teams. But unfortunately with the COVID restrictions, you can't uh, get in there and see anything, but I'm telling you what, this is really where you find you see a lot of intensity, you know, and Mr. Brady, you get it. And you know what? It's a great measuring point for this team. It's a great indicator of where they're at as a football team because you're going against the Super Bowl champs. And so, God, man, that, that is an awesome opportunity to get a chance to practice against arguably the greatest quarterback to play the game. And it will give you some kind of indication of where you at as a team. I think this would this is a great opportunity for this team to see where they're at. And they can just, I mean, man, you, you plan against the best. You plan against arguably the best team. And until somebody dethrones them, they're the champs. <laughs> Dealing with the joint practices, some other news and notes from around the AFC South just while we're here. I got some terrible news out of Jacksonville. The Jaguars have decided to cut their fourth string tight end. Ah! No! He's gone, D. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Why, why'd you tell me that? Man? Yeah, sorry. Sorry to bring the mood down. Yeah, Tim oh, Tebow was on. cut earlier today. Oh, uh, Deshaun Watson still battling his issues. Do not expect him to play soon. And the Colts, as it relates to Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, they're being more optimistic about their timetable to return, I see them at least missing the first time, the first game they play against the Titans. There's some indication, at least, again, I think this just might be more talk than anything, that they'll be back within the first couple of weeks of the season. I still would be interested to see how that happens and unfolds, but that's where we're at with the rest of the AFC South. As it goes to the Titans, I just want to see the defense continue to look competent. I would like to see the offensive line step up. Uh, one of the biggest things I'm going to be looking at is just seeing how these running backs work in pass protection. There was one time, I want to say it was Makai Sargent. I should have I should have looked at this right before we came in, but he took one guy, but we just didn't have enough blockers in there to take, and I believe that was the play that Logan just absolutely took that sack and just was absolutely pummeled. So, the, the, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I, go for it. I want our listeners to understand. You know what shocked me about the preseason game was the fact that there were blitzes. A lot of times coaches get together before a game and they will say, listen, don't blitz. Or they will tell the opposing team when we're going to blitz. I was shocked that Atlanta blitzed the way that they you know, were blitzing the other night because that don't happen in preseason. The one thing that teams they do not want to show is their blitz package. And the fact that Atlanta blitz the way that they did the other night it, it, i was i was shocked that was the one part of the game that literally left me kind of speechless you bring that up and it's not like these coaches aren't familiar with each other because you look at the falcons head coach he was the titans offensive coordinator go. last year and you look at the falcons defensive coordinator he was the titans defensive coordinator yeah. two years ago so i don't know if rabel was saying like hey i want to test this offensive line like send them there you go. but then at the same time i mean you're putting your backup quarterback in a position where it's it could be pretty bad i I haven't heard anything. I mean, like I've, I mean, I've heard those stories before, but as it relates to this game in particular that happened on Friday, I, I didn't hear anything about like what they were trying to do. But I mean, I do know that the guys that we had playing on that offensive line definitely makeshift doing some cross training. They're wanting to get Dylan Ray Duns in at guard and tackle because, as you know, you can only take typically eight guys to suit up for a game on the offensive line. So you definitely want to have some versatility amongst those guys whenever you're looking to fill out that part of the group. So 
they did not exactly handle it very well at times. I did think Dylan, once he settled in, he started to play better, but he definitely was struggling earlier. Quisenberry, I know he gave up a sack, and I believe Munyer was the other guy that they're probably thinking is going to be playing some backup center uh, for the team if, if something were to happen. So, you know, that could happen, but, you know, I could tell you this. If, let's say we had our starters in there the other night, you wouldn't see no blitzes. I, I promise you that because teams don't do that in preseason. The one card that you never show your opponent is your blitz packages. But that could have been between Vrabel and his old former offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. They could have got together and my coach Vrabel probably said, you know what, Coach Coach Smith, I want you to, you know, throw this these blitzes. That could have happened. I can see that that's a possibility. But on the same token, you know, let's just say on that fourth and six or when Logan almost got hurt, he nearly got decapitated by the linebacker. You don't want to see that. So that's that's the only part of the game that was shocking to me were the amount of blitzes that Atlanta ran. But again, who knows? That's what coaches do. They collaborate with each other. They work together because sometimes when it comes time when guys are getting released, it's coaches who communicate about to take this guy or you know not to take this guy. They all work together. That's just the way it works in the National Football League until it's time to play. And it could just be a thing with the Falcons. I mean, their defense was trashed last year, so trying to yeah. just figure out what all they have on that roster could very well be a possibility. D, any closing thoughts before, really before the game on this coming Saturday at 7.30 when the Titans take on the Buccaneers? Uh, I would just say, you know, just continue to build off of last week's performance. I thought the team played well. They they were fast. I love that. I thought the secondary played really great. They played a little bit of zone, little man. They mixed it up. You know, just build if you can continue to build on, you know, from one game to the other, that puts your team uh, going in the right direction. And everything that this team is doing is getting ready for September 12th. And so I was really proud to see how the quarterback played, the command that he took. And also was proud of the fact the secondary and tier tart played well. So just continually to, to build off of last week's performance. And I think this organization is going in the right direction because let me tell you something, D. I had a huge smile on my on my face because you got a on 23 to 3. To win an NFL, I don't care at at any point, preseason or season, it's hard. So again, congratulations. It was a, a well-fought victory and uh just let's hopefully uh, we'll see some uh, good play uh, in this upcoming game. Yeah, I would like to see some 1v1s. I don't expect to get that, but what do the Titans want to show as far as which guys are willing to put out there and get a few reps? But another day closer, my friend. We're getting almost to that point. Definitely going to have some NFL football here soon. Uh, most random betting note, if you're just wanting a stat, it's incredible, but it's pointless at the same time. The Baltimore Ravens have now won 18 straight preseason games. They have not lost a preseason game dating all the way back to 2015. So uh, if you're looking for a place to go to bet online and put some money down on the Ravens' money line, can they make it 19 in a row? I don't know. It's a very interesting tidbit, but again, it's preseason, so who knows. That is going to wrap it up for us today. We'll be back next week to talk about the Titans versus Bucks game, get a breakdown there, and then look forward to the Titans as they get ready for their final preseason game against the Chicago Bears. But hey, you have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online. 
For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. We appreciate you listening, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.